0: Hi, guys. Liz Wheeler here. I want to offer you a sneak preview of what we do on the Liz Wheeler Show community on Locals. If you are a VIP, you get ad-free shows, you get weekly question and answers with me, and you get extra segments of the show every day that are just for VIPs. And today, I want to share a sneak preview of one of these VIP-only segments. We talked about a report from journalist Glenn Greenwald about cancel culture and censorship. And It's one of the most insightful things that I've read in a long time, particularly as it relates to what we are actually facing in our political opposition in our country right now. You can join me, and I invite you to, and I hope that you will join me on the Liz Wheeler Show community on Locals. It's LizWheelerShow.com slash Locals. If you use my promo code, which is ACCESS, you can watch for free for a month of your annual subscription. That's LizWheelerShow.com slash Locals. Without further ado, here's a sneak preview. Okay, this video today is going to be just a little bit nerdy, but I think you'll appreciate it because aren't we all nerds here? This is one of the best, most insightful things that I've read not just today, but in a long time, this was a tweet thread written by journalist Glenn Greenwald. You remember who Glenn Greenwald is? He was the one that broke the Edward Snowden story. He's the co-founder of The Intercept, and he's become one of the most predominant voices criticizing the the neocon establishment or the neocon Democrat endless war establishment in our government. He's also become a huge critic of censorship, big tech censorship, and the Democrats' assault on free speech. Even though the guy is not a conservative, he. I don't think openly identifies what his political views are. It's pretty obvious that he's living a socially liberal life, but he's become much more red pilled since the Democrat Party has become the party of Marxism and censorship. And well, maybe that's potato, potato, right? Censorship and Marxism. And Glenn Greenwald did an incredible analysis of what it really means, how the censorship that the Democratic Party is inflicting on us isn't a haphazard vindictive strategy just because they don't like us, that it's a much, something much larger is at play. So what I wanna do today is just read this thread with you and discuss it as we read it. So I'm gonna start here. This is, and anybody, by the way, I'll post the link to the entire thread if you wanna think about it after this, if you wanna read it yourself. I'm a very visual person. I like to read things after I hear about them. I'll post the link to this underneath the video and on, on Locals. Obviously, that's where we are right now. This is a video just for you guys, just VIPs on Locals. Okay, so this is what Glenn Greenwald said. He said, the regime of censorship being imposed on the internet by a consortium of, of D.C. Democrats, billionaire-funded, quote-unquote, disinformation experts, the U.S. security state, and liberal employees of media corporations is dangerously intensifying in ways I believe are not adequately understood. Wald writes, a series of crises have been cynically and aggressively exploited to inexorably restrict the range of permitted views and expand pretexts for online silencing and deplatforming. He gives some examples. Trump's election, Russiagate, January 6th, COVID, the war in Ukraine, all fostered new methods of repression. Greenwald says, during the failed attempt in January to force Spotify to remove Joe Rogan, the country's most popular podcaster, remember that? I wrote that the current religion of Western liberals in politics and media is censorship, their prime weapon of activism but that rogan failure only strengthened their repressive campaigns. Democrats routinely abuse their majoritarian power in DC to explicitly coerce big tech silencing of their opponents and dissent. This is government censorship disguised as corporate autonomy. I'm going to pause there for just a second because this is what we talked about you guys last week when 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 it well when Mark Zuckerberg admitted on Rogan that the FBI had come to Facebook and asked Facebook to, or told Facebook, informed Facebook of Russian disinformation efforts leading into the 2020 presidential election. The FBI made up This Russian disinformation effort insinuated that it was the Hunter Biden story. And Facebook censored the Hunter Biden story based on the FBI's lie about it being misinformation, even though the FBI knew that it was true. So even though it's ostensibly a private company, Facebook, it's really acting as an agent of the state. If it is an agent of the state doing the work of the government, then the people, the users, the members that are involved in this platform are entitled to protections of their First Amendment right to free speech. That's my little tangent here on the Glenn Greenwald thread. He goes on to say, there's now an entire new industry aligned with Democrats to pressure big tech to censor. Think tanks and self-proclaimed disinformation experts funded by Omidar, Soros, and the US-UK security state use benign sounding names to glorify ideological censorship as neutral expertise. Well, we're pretty familiar with this, right? Because this is all of our content, on social media is always getting fact-checked by places like factcheck.org and ScienceDirect, and these names that have very neutral-sounding, very nonpartisan-sounding names, but oftentimes are funded not only by Facebook and Google, but sometimes funded by entities connected to the Chinese Communist Party. That's what Greenwald is talking about. He goes on to say the worst, most vile arm of this regime are the censorship-mad liberal employees of big media corporations. And he gives a couple examples, including Taylor Lorenz. We're all familiar with Taylor Lorenz of the Washington Post because it was Taylor Lorenz who doxed libs of TikTok. Greenwald says masquerading as journalists, they align with the scummiest Democrat groups like Media Matters to silence and deplatform. Greenwald said it's astonishing to watch Democrats and their allies in media corporations posture as opponents of fascism while their main goal is to unite state and corporate power to censor their critics and degrade the internet into an increasingly repressive weapon of information control. That's maybe the best sentence that I've read anywhere in a long time. Greenwald says, a major myth that must be quickly dismantled, that political censorship is not the byproduct of autonomous choices of big tech companies. This is happening because DC Democrats and the US security state are threatening reprisals if they refuse. These reprisals are explicit. He includes a video showing that this is true, which I highly encourage you. Like I said, I'll post a link to this. You can go watch all of the additional information that he links. He says, but the worst is watching people whose job title in corporate HR departments is journalists take the lead in agitating for censorship. They exploit the platforms of corporate giants to pioneer increasingly dangerous means of banning dissenters. These are the authoritarians. This is the frog boiling in water problem. The increase in censorship is gradual but continuous, preventing recognition of how severe it's become. The EU now legally mandates censorship of Russian news. They have made it illegal for companies to air it. Greenwald says, So many new tactics of censorship repression have emerged in the West. Trudeau freezing bank accounts of trucker protesters, PayPal partnering with the ADL to ban dissidents from the financial system, big tech platforms openly colluding in unison to deperson people from the internet. All of this stems from the classic mentality, Greenwald writes, of all would-be tyrants. Our enemies are so dangerous, their views are so threatening, that everything we do, lying, repression, censorship, is noble. That's what made the Sam Harris confession so vital. That's how liberal elites think. Sam Harris, as you remember, is an atheist who's not conservative, but he was part of what was known as the intellectual dark web. A few people, Jordan Peterson was a member of this intellectual dark web, people that became more red-pilled simply because they were independent thinkers. So while they wouldn't necessarily align with conservative values or the Republican Party, they also rejected the Democrat party. Dave Rubin was thought of as being part of the intellectual dark web. So was Sam Harris. He was thinking for himself. And yet he made a confession that it wouldn't have mattered had Hunter Biden had the bodies of dead children hiding in the basement. It wouldn't have made a difference to him in how he voted in the 2020 presidential election because he hated Trump so much because he thinks that Trump is so evil, almost anything would have justified stopping him. And as Greenwald points out, this is a perfect example. Sam Harris is simply the one who admitted it, but this is how the Democrats are thinking. This is how they're operating. Greenwald says, this is why I regard the Hunter Biden scandal as uniquely alarming. The media didn't just bury the archive. The CIA concocted a lie about it. It's Russian disinformation. Media outlets spread that lie. Big tech censored it because lying and repression to them is justified. The authoritarian mentality that led the CIA, corporate media, and big tech to lie about the Biden archive before the election is the same driving this new censorship craze. It's the hallmark of all tyranny. Our enemies are so evil and dangerous, anything is justified to stop them. How come, Greenwald asks, not one media outlet that spread the CIA lie, the Hunter Biden archive was rushing disinformation, retracted or apologized? This is why. They believe they are so benevolent their cause so just that lying and censorship are benevolent. The one encouraging aspect, Greenwald says, as so often happens with despotic factions, they are triggering and fueling the backlash to their excesses. Sites devoted to free speech led by Rumble along with Substack and Callan and others are exploding in growth. But as these free speech platforms grow and become a threat, the efforts to crush them also grow exactly as AOC, other Dems, and their corporate media allies successfully demanded that Google, Apple, and Amazon destroy Parler when it became the single most popular app in the country. Greenwald says, it's hard to overstate how much pressure is now brought to bear by liberal censors on these free speech platforms, especially Rumble. Their vendors are threatened. Their hosting companies are targeted. They have accounts canceled and firms refusing to deal with them. It is a regime. Greenwald said, it's not melodrama or hyperbole to say what we have is a war in the West, a war over whether the internet will be free, over whether dissent will be allowed, over whether we will live in the closed propaganda system our elites claim the bad countries impose. It's no different, he says. In even the most despotic nations, the banal conformist citizen thinks that they are free. As Rosa Luxemburg said, he who does not move does not feel his chains. Of course, the Chris Hayes and the Don Lemons think this is all absurd. Good liberals threaten nobody and thus flourish. Greenwald concludes, the measure of societal freedom is not how tyrants or not how servants of power are treated. They're always left alone or rewarded. The key metric is how dissidents are treated. Now they are imprisoned like Assange, exiled like Snowden, and above all, silenced by corporate and state power. For more than a month, he said, I've removed myself from the news cycle the discourse becoming my priority, and the discourse because my only priority right now is my family. He said, "But distance brings clarity." The censorship mania consuming Western liberals is deeply dangerous and growing. I don't think that I've ever heard a more succinct and thorough analysis of what cancel culture actually is, because cancel culture isn't just piling on someone on Twitter. It's not just trying to get someone fired for their job, for their political beliefs, as nasty and toxic as both of those two things are. This is much more than simple mob mentality. This is a coordinated structure intended to stifle and stop half the country. A structure that will stop us, you and me, from being allowed to hold our religious and our political views, being allowed to practice our faith and live our values and pass on our principles to our family, to our children. It's a scary thing to think about. And I don't read this with you today to cause any of us to be depressed. I read this because I truly believe that in order to fight back well, against the political opposition that we are facing, we have to understand what that political opposition is. And that's what Glenn Greenwald does for us today. He gives us a thorough analysis of exactly what we're facing. And with that knowledge, you and I should feel empowered to fight back against this, to dismantle this, to destruct this before it destroys us.